Welcome to Gain That Tune. Gain That Tune back in the house, and I'm already stumbling over my own intro. Welcome back to Gain That Tune, everybody. Uh, it's Woo. your boy John Harrington here. Clearly not rusty after a couple of weeks off uh, from you know our hurricane-induced uh, break. Uh, with me, as always, it's uh, your boy uh, John Regan. Say hey. It's your boy John Regan. I'm saying hey. Yeah, see, I you know I n- you never call John Regan your boy. It's a huge mistake. No, you never uh, do we- that. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Oh yeah, guys. So, uh, man, if uh, if this is your first time joining us on Game That Tune, uh, what we do around here is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We try and guess the games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We goof off. We have a lot of fun. Uh, the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays their bonus tunes. And, uh, you know, after a very confusing uh, last week's episode, the ultimate winner was, of course, John Regan. Hey! Totally legit in that win. And, uh, Johnny, what is the theme for tonight's episode that we forced upon you? Well, the game that tuned tradition is that every 26 episodes, we do a redo episode. So this week, we are covering games we have previously covered on the show at some point. It does not matter episode we d- you covered it in. It could have been from episode 1, it could have been from episode 101. It does not matter. We are redoing games from previous episodes. That is a very thorough and detailed reading of the game that tune charter. Thank you for that, John. Um, yeah, so uh, every now and then we like to take a look back at games we've used previously on the show. Maybe we want to use some more, uh, some more tunes from them. Maybe we've got something left to say about them. Maybe somebody else used them before... You know, you got a chance to use them on the show, and you didn't like the tunes they picked or the things they had to say about the game. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get with these redo episodes. <laughs> so, uh, man, uh, so what is this? This one, two, is this our just our fifth redo episode in the history of Game That Tune? Let's see, there's uh, 26, whatever 26 times 2 is. 52. Uh, <laughs> no, 26 times 5. Yeah. Well, 26 times 5 is 130. I wasn't looking for a math breakdown. I was just saying, it's, it's, it's like a milestone of redo episodes. It's our fifth annual uh or what's five t- what what do you call something when it happens five times in like two and a half years <laughs> well it's, uh, it's so our fifth quintennial <laughs> it'd be so 26 would if we did the show every week on the dot it would be john no year. stop just you know, <laughs> let's not do the let's not do the simple math breakdown that no one's asking for and uh let's just, just jump into game one <laughs> all right game one
So, in one level of this game, interesting, the level whose song is coming up next, if you backtrack and wait for a while, a Metroid from the Metroid series will appear. Well played, John. Yes. Who's got those who's got those guesses ready? For those listening in podcast form, there are puns in the chat. <laughs> so, um John Regan says chill ass Super Metroid. He's right. Sadly incorrect. Uh John Harrington and John Re- er, Jesse Moore have the correct answer of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Man, it was hot down here today. I could go for a tropical freeze right about now. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man. Um, so, um, mm. this game we covered back in episode 88 of Nintendo-vember, or Nintendo. I forget what we officially called it, but... Uh, I believe Ryan Drake officially christened it at the end of the month, Nintendo Truck Month, so I think it's that. <laughs> um, that works, too. <laughs> yeah. But I believe um, the original designation was Nintendo-vember, but okay. Nintendo Truck Month will be the uh, thing going <laughs> that, forward. That's so. way better. So, uh, <laughs> This was originally com- covered back in Nintendo Truck Month. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not just hey, raising the bar. The, it is the bar, pal. Uh. If, if that's the official designation, that's the official fucking designation. Who I, am I to argue? I agree. Um, I mean, um, so yeah, John, so- you're fired. <laughs> so at the time this game was originally put on the show, I had not played it. So I was kind of... I went back and listened to the episode. We had a really fun discussion talking about... Um, Donkey Kong by way of Quentin Tarantino for some reason. Yeah, I was like, Kong yeah, glorious you know, I've bastards. Oh, I t- that <laughs> takes <laughs> me back. It's like, yeah, I've heard good things about this game. Like, I've heard people say, like, it's the best 2D platformer ever. I, I haven't played it, so, you know, I don't really know. Well, in the time since that episode, uh, this game has been ported to Switch. I have bought it on Switch. I have played it on Switch, and I am confident to say, yeah, this is basically the greatest 2D platformer ever made. Like, this game is a work of art. It's fucking incredible. It's pretty fucking fantastic. Now, did it become the greatest 2D platformer ever because of the addition of Funky Kong mode? Um, Because I thought it was very good. And you've only played the Funky Kong mode, so I'm guessing um, that's really what put it over the top, is the ability to play as such a radical surfing monkey. Well, see, the funny thing is, I I have technically played through the game in funky mode, but I have not played as Funky Kong. Oh. Because what funky mode does is it gives you the addition of Funky Kong as a playable character. <coughs> Excuse me. It also, however, changes the game slightly. Like, you can pick Donkey Kong and his partner or Funky Kong. Mm. If you pick Donkey Kong and his partner... You play as Donkey Kong and his partner, but it also gives you an extra heart, and it lets you select items when you're in the level instead of before the level, so it makes the game slightly easier, which I appreciate because I p- did play the game like the standard mode, and uh, this game is a swift kick to the nuts. Oh yeah, it really is. <laughs> but the game is also like... This game is incredible, and I do want to give a quick shout out to Mark Brown on YouTube, because um, I watched a video of his uh, talking about Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze and basically about the level design and how, like, basically how good this game is. Um, and he he brought up an interesting point because he was saying like the levels in a Mario game, like a 2D Mario game, generally it's like the level introduces one mechanic and that's it the whole way like this game's about spinning platforms and here's a spinning platform and then a little while later like here's two spinning platforms and then a little while later like here's two spinning platforms and some enemies like it gradually builds on the same thing yep donkey kong tropical freeze just kind of hits you with a bunch of stuff all together but it never seems like out of place right no, like, the level design is fantastic, and there's a lot of, like, control to kind of memorize, but if you get the flow of it and, like, really remember, like, what you're, like, what you're up against in each setting, you know, you could really get a great flow in that game. My problem with it was when you encounter something, it's like, 
Okay, well, I'm just like kind of rolling with it and I jump for a platform and then I realize that that's not the floor, that's a pit and I was supposed to grab the grass above me and, you know, monkey my way through that. Like, when you're really recognizing what's going on in the levels and you know how to do everything, it's, uh, it's a lot of great, like, gameplay elements all in, you know, not... I don't want to say perfect harmony, but pretty close to perfect harmony. <laughs> I mean, like, there's definitely some trial and error in there. For oh, yeah. sure. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Tons. But, like, when when you get in there and, um, again, some something that was brought up, like, a lot of things get thrown at you that seem really different but kind of click because of how retro... Because uh, it was made by Retro Studios in Texas, obviously, who is famous for the Metroid Prime series, hence why there's a Metroid that pops up. Mm. There's the trivia hint. Thank you. Um, like, they click and connect. There's a, a level where one of the most famous levels, um, Sawmill Thrills, I think it's called, where you're it's a minecart level, but you're going through, like, a giant sawmill. So instead of just avoiding giant saw blades the whole way, that's part of it but also there'll be a giant saw blade coming up you behind you that starts throwing up like pieces of debris onto the track that you have to avoid and then it'll start cutting up a log in front of you and that makes platforms that you have to jump and then like the track will give out and it'll start throwing chunks of wood that you have to bounce off completely different level mechanics but all with the same theme behind it like one of one of the worlds is it starts off the first level is the the villain characters and I'm trying to remember what they're called. Um, snowmads. Because they're like an the snowmads, yeah. They're like Arctic Viking animals. Which pause. That's a fantastic pun. You know. Oh yeah, that's they're, beautiful. They're snowy animals and they're nomadic and they're taking over Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Island. Snowmads. Great fucking name. <laughs> Which you would think, like, with that kind of, like, oh, we're going to have the Snowmads invade, like, every level would be a nice level. But no, only the final level. Dude, can like, you imagine the, final world. the nightmare of this game if it was, you know, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and it was just an entire game's worth of ice levels on, t- you know, on top of being the challenging Donkey Kong Country Returns platforming, like... Fuck that. That's a that's like an existential nightmare. Cause like I it's something I would absolutely want to play and would be maybe the least fun thing possible. So yeah, it's well, it's tropical uh, freeze. I'm glad they focus more on the tropical, a little bit less on the freeze. <laughs> I feel like they maybe mess up my marketing because when I hear tropical freeze, I assume it's all ice levels. Like that's what right. I thought this game was. Yeah. I mean no, it's not. There's there's actually there's an entire world and it's really well done because the first level is the snowmads like invading the jungles and stealing fruit to like feed the army. Mm. So is it so, like, like Game fir- of Thrones where like the the wildlings are coming from the north and you know attacking I've never people? seen Game of Thrones, but yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> I can say with certainty, yes, it mirrors Game of Thrones I, remarkably. I'm <laughs> I feel confident in agreeing with you. (laughs) So, like, the first level of this world is you in the jungle while they're picking fruit, and then the next couple levels is them in, like, the fruit processing plants where you're avoiding, like, blades chopping up the fruit. Oh, yeah, Fruity Factory is a great, uh, like, rocket barrel level. Yeah. And then there's a level where they're making it into jelly, so everything is just, like, bouncy pads bouncing around on this jelly. Then there's a level where they're freezing it into popsicles, so it's like an ice level. And then the final boss is a guy, like, enjoying his popsicle, and you knock it out of his hand and he get pissed, and that's how it starts. Love it. Like, the entire world is completely cohesive. It's a really masterfully well-done game. Yeah, it is. Um... 
I was trying to remember because didn't uh didn't this one also like send you back to like the grasslands at some point? Like this is the one. Didn't this have grassland groove? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm tr uh, trying to remember. At some point, you get like knocked off Donkey Kong Island. You got to get back or something. But because uh, yeah, those like yeah, those African-inspired levels were fucking gorgeous too. <laughs> like yeah, in there's, theme um, and in music. <laughs> there's one level where you're like going back through like the savanna of like the African savanna, and they're having a fucking festival for some reason. So like you're going through the trees and everything, and then all of a sudden you have to climb on these giant platforms that are basically just like giant paper mache animal heads. Yeah. While they're like singing and confetti's going off, like it's yeah, the whole thing a just fucking incredible game. Those, that whole level just reminded me of like playing through uh, the Lion King on Super NES. <laughs> it's just like oh man, more it really does. More yeah. of this, please. <laughs> like, uh. It's uh yeah dude it's it's a fucking fantastic game it you know it's tough I, I haven't played the Switch version and I don't think I will because I beat the you know the Wii U version but uh, I didn't realize that like they had modes like that weren't just funky mode to make it a little bit more uh, a little bit more accessible a little bit more easy because I believe I covered on previous episode my frustrations with the game and how difficult it was and it's like eh, you know I uh, I played it I beat it I feel good about that. I'd love to play it again to experience those gorgeous levels and that fantastic uh, David Wise soundtrack, but I don't know if I'm going to get it and play it in easy mode again, so... Uh, yeah, I, um, I got it, and as I said, I, I played through, like, technically funky mode, but as Donkey Kong, yeah. and about halfway through the game was like, yeah, I, I got a pretty good handle on this, I'm gonna go back to, like, regular Donkey Kong mode, and after the first, like, three levels, like, no, fuck yeah. that, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, man, it's tough out there in the jungle, man. Uh, you know, Donkey Kong really is the man if you can get through that fucking, uh, get through that game in normal Donkey mode. But, um, yeah, uh, game, the game's great. And I'm glad, you know, I don't know, I'm not down on Nintendo for doing a bunch of Wii U ports for the Switch because, you know, frankly, nobody bought the Wii U. And they made a bunch of good games for it, so if they want to port them to the Switch, a system that people are actually buying and enjoying so that more people can enjoy the games, frankly, I'm for it. So, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to Super Mario 3D World re-release on Switch. When that comes, I'll probably pick that up. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, pretty fucking fantastic. And again, shout it's out to a, David Wise on that soundtrack. That soundtrack's fucking delightful. <laughs> like, it's so good. Like, I, I was as I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I want to make sure that I don't pick the same songs. Like, let me go re-listen to episode 88. It's like, you know, I had originally intended to pick three completely different songs, but fuck, the three that were chosen before are so good. Might like, have, the soundtrack as a whole is incredible. Yeah, might have nailed it on that one. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> so... Yeah, man, it's a it's a great great game for repicking. Uh, just you know, rich and fertile soundtrack ground. But anyway, uh, anything else on uh, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze, uh, or anything Donkey Kong for that matter? John Regan's resemblance to Donkey Kong. Anything else on that? Um, I think the only thing to say is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, outstanding, amazing game. Everyone should play it. And also, Uku Kook, give me a banana. There we go. Game two.
All right, so. In a few levels, there are enemies that will steal health by grabbing them directly from your energy bars instead of attacking you normally. These enemies refer to as Vaders, as in survivor of the original Space Invaders. guys who's got some answers <laughs> all right we've got Jesse with Paradise which I don't know what that is David with Battletoads and John with Battletoads what the hell is your problem the correct answer is Battletoads uh, the thing Jesse wrote is uh, Parodius it's ah. uh, it's like a silly version of uh, Gradius a silly uh, which, version of Battletoads? <laughs> I, you know, no, a silly version of Rodius. Can you imagine a silly version of Battletoads? Because <laughs> <laughs> this game is that's, so goddamn serious. It, you know, that's that's what we need. We need the dark, gritty reboot of Battletoads. No, we need the silly which version. I guess we is need it even sillier. They need to be like battle clowns. And, yeah, they need Although to I guess, just um, throw pies all over the place, and Yakety Saxonies to play the entire time. 
<laughs> Rash from Battletoads and Killer Instinct is pretty much the gritty reboot of Battletoads. That's true. Can you imagine though, that like we've you, you hop all on the been demanding? You hop on the bikes in the turbo tunnel, and they've got little bike horns, and then it just starts playing yakety sax. Like it'd be a uh, be a lot different level. <laughs> So I was thinking the gritty, serious reboot version where they hop on the um, bikes and it's basically just the bike from Akira. Also that. And then when Battletoad starts you know, blowing up like a fucking disgusting Akira monster. <laughs> you know. Oh man, that's so silly. Um, Pitbull! Yeah. <laughs> Rash! So Johnny, what possessed you to pick this game again? Uh, because... It was as far back as I could go and pick a game that like I felt pretty good picking in. This is from episode 22. Nice. So I'm going way back on this one. Is that a it's secret a competition? While. Like, who can go the furthest back? I didn't know we were doing that. It's Well, that's because it's a secret, John. Yeah, it's a secret <laughs> to everyone except John, who decided that that was happening. Um, it's a secret competition that was decided during the show. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, man, yeah, so... Has anyone's opinion changed on Battletoads in the last 107 episodes? I mean, have we have we gotten past level three? Like, Game three. No, don't do it, not yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a clip I want to steal for a calculating computer. I'm just say it, like I love it because it's not ripe for like revisiting. No, you know, there's been no progress on Battletoads by us or the world yeah. at large in the last or couple rare. of years. Like, you know. It's still hard as no, balls. I, I, yep. I love the fact that, like, I brought up Tropical Freeze because, hey, I finally played it, experienced it, I have opinions on it. Like, I love the idea of John playing Battletoads because he has just now played Battletoads, even though the game came out in 1991. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Um, so, yeah, let's go through level by level all the levels after the Turbo Tunnel and discuss which ones we've played or seen or, you know, have any knowledge of. So, Johnny, what's level four of Battletoads? <laughs> well, I got nothing. I'm shrugging my shoulders so hard right now. Anybody? Anybody like, know the answer? I know there's an ice level somewhere. But That's it's like, it. It's the Arctic run. Caverns. You have to beat up Boom. a bunch of snowmen. Uh, and who knows what... I know there's a level where there's, like, a giant snake monster that you're kind of riding throughout the level. Uh, I believe that's... Shit, I, actually, I don't know which level that is, but I know there is a snake level. Um, I don't know, like, based on the name on, like, the fucking Battletoads wiki, I don't know which one that is. But, uh, I know level five is Surf City. Um, you gotta do some surfing, and then you gotta beat up a giant rat. Um, <laughs> there's one where you swim through sewers, if I remember this right. Right, maybe. That's a Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. No. John, you, know, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> there were three Battletoads and four Ninja Turtles. Get it together, Reptiles man. Reptiles versus amphibians, you son of a bitch. Uh, God, why has that not been a crossover? <laughs> they did have uh, Genghis Frog and uh, Napoleon Frog. Oh, I love those frogs. They're great. <laughs> um... That's that's the game we really need. We need Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cross Battletoads cross Double Dragon, the ultimate ultimate team up. Oh, oh. yes, God, that'd be fantastic. And throw, be you know, special uh, cameos by the X Men. And then <laughs> throw in like Final Fight and Streets of Rage, like you know, yeah. Oh, it'd be so good. <laughs> uh, and then one of the knights from Castle Crashers. <laughs> Like Battletoads. Just like a beat em up Smash Bros. Why have we not? Seriously, it's been uh, so long since we brought up Super Beat em Up Bros, and it's such a good idea. Like, why is it not a thing? Yeah, eight eight player beat em up game. 
would Dude. be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> With a roster Hell. of like 40 characters. Hell yeah, man. Oh. That is made for Switch. I mean, you know, Capcom just put out the beat-em-up bundle, which is dope. It's a really cool re-release of a bunch of arcade perfect beat-em-ups. That's all well and good. Next time, smush them all together and get a bunch <laughs> of crossovers <laughs> and just make it fucking crazy off the wall and swarming with magic frogs. It's going to be fantastic. Like, John, that's your answer for everything. Smush them all together, make uh -huh. it crazy off the wall with magical frogs. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been saying it for months. Years that's, even. <laughs> that's how you want to fix America. That's how you, That's the kind of game you want to make. Yep. Yeah. No, that's that's what we need. We need a Capcom crossover beat em up with Mike Hager and Captain Commando and Morgan for some reason because Morgan's in every Capcom crossover. Like, fuck it. Make it happen. Yeah. And then, I mean, it can't be that hard to get these characters away from whoever owns them now, Microsoft or whatever. Like, just get a fucking Battletoad in there and have them, you know, have their eyes bug out when they see Morgan's boobies. It, it just, you know, it writes itself. <laughs> Come on, man. This is simple oh. stuff. <laughs> Should have happened by now, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Battletoads, yeah, so we've uh, demonstrated a proficiency of the levels past level three. <laughs> Definitely played those before. Um, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I love that our proficiency of levels past levels three is, I'm pretty sure this is one, maybe? Oh, I mean, I, I, I can say with certainty there's an ice level and a surf level, and again, that at some point there are snakes. But I couldn't tell you <laughs> with certainty if that's level 6, 7, 15. I don't fucking know. So, yeah. Um, How many levels were in this game? I feel like there were only, like, 8. I think it was, there like... There were only 3. I think it was... Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely 3. Uh, and I think in a more accurate sense, I believe there were 12. But nobody ever fucking got that far. Even even back in the day when you would punch in a Game Genie code to start at, like, the last level, it just, like, drops you into a horrifying, just disorienting thing that you don't have any idea what you're doing, and you never beat this game. Like, this just... No, th this game doesn't exist past level three. Um, but... You know, great, uh, great reselection there, John. I love the the theme that we're developing over the course of the night of, uh, you know, hard as fuck animal based games uh, with soundtracks by David Wise. Featuring David Wise soundtracks for some reason. <laughs> so, man, um, it, you know, I'm pretty sure that Jesse picked the gritty reboot of Banjo Kazooie for uh, the next one. So, <laughs> holy shit, that's Grant Kirkhope. Banjo Kablooey. David Wise. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, maybe we, uh, Johnny, unless there's something else on Battletoads, um, what do you, uh, you know, you got anything else? Have I told you about that time I saw a guy casually beat the Turbo Tunnel level? Yeah, I think that's what came up the first time we talked about Battletoads. Like, it was, Aww. you know, you were, uh, and I, you know, you were very impressed with that I man. think I, I think I still disbelieve you because there's no such thing as casually beating the turbo tunnel. Right. No, like me, there's I, only beating the turbo tunnel by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. On the inside, he was freaking the fuck out. <laughs> like, outwardly, he may have seemed calm, but I'm on the inside. I'm the story for people that didn't hear it before. All right. It's it's very short. All right. Cool. I, I'm gonna use this for a chance to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. So. This guy put together a wireless NES controller on his own, like build his own thing. And he was like, yeah, my way of testing if there's like a lot of lag on this or not is can I beat the turbo tunnel? And mm. so he proceeds just kind of pulled up and just casually beat the turbo tunnel with his new wireless NES controller. He's like, yeah, okay, lag on this must be pretty good because, you know, I could beat the turbo tunnel with it. And I was like, right. fuck you, asshole. 
<laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Not you? only was it uh, you're impressed by the guy's proficiency at the turbo tunnel, it was also a nerdy wireless controller story. So yeah, yeah. That, that definitely came up the last time we talked about Battletoads <laughs> or wireless controllers. I don't know. We'll have to review these old episodes because uh, yeah, that sounded far too familiar. But um. Yeah, I'm really just stalling until David gets back from his uh, little pee-pee break. Uh, you know, he could be pooping. The, I God help him. Um, <laughs> we don't take dump and run. We don't take deuce breaks in the middle of the game. That tune, man. You hold it. We don't it. take shit. We don't take any shit from David. Exactly. Ah! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know. There's definitely an, uh, a oh thank God we didn't move on to the next definitely game. a level that involves snakes and uh, <laughs> that's you know that's pretty much it man you know one day one day everybody will know you know or maybe one day Battletoads will just go the fuck away and nobody will care about what happens past level three ever again <laughs> have we thought about that the possibility of this just fading away into obscurity just you. <laughs> no 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 the, you know, the I, kids need to be like warned this- about the turbo tunnel. <laughs> How are we I feel gonna- like there's enough like internet trolls that really give a shit about Battletoads that this will never go away. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, I mean, you gotta call GameStop and ask if they have Battletoads. Bingo. Honestly, you know. honestly, you can send me to Sunday school every week and tell me about heaven and all that, and like, I don't give a shit about it. But if you're like John, there's a level after the Turbo Tunnel. I need to see it. Yeah. I need to figure out how to see it. I need to figure out what path I need to take to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's how you get me to stay straight. Righteous path. So work, <laughs> work on that, John. This weekend, I want you back on the live stream, and I want you playing nothing but the Turbo Tunnel for like three hours trying to beat it. <laughs> Just do it. It won't happen. I know. <laughs> Game three.
Alright, so, uh, this game was the eighth game released in the series, but it is twelfth in the timeline. How you guys feeling? I think David looks pretty calm. Uh, I think that's just the alcohol. Oh, either way. it's uh, right. it's a it's a kind of a toss up for me. This is a, you know, good job, Jesse. This is a, this is a bit of a tricky one, I think. Yeah. It, well, let's see what you guys whipped up. Oh, we got. Oh, oh. Oof. okay. Johnny says, "World of Illusion," starring Mickey Mouse and Duck. I ran out of room. <laughs> okay, and Duck. <laughs> And then done. <laughs> Fuck Donald. Uh, John with Castlevania Dracula X. No. Uh, it's David with Castlevania Bloodlines. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I apologize. I want to interject very quickly. Before we start getting into the Castlevania Bloodlines talk, I want to give John Regan some shit for calling him Duck. That is Donald Duck, Duck and he I is a I storied ran, character. I said I ran out of on the card. <laughs> I know it's Donald. Yeah, don't worry, man. This episode's going to hold up great in the future once Donald friend. is a really oh, taboo Duck. word. 
<laughs> what? Why would that happen? I don't know, man. Just you know, just guessing on current political climates. Um, so Castlevania oh, Bloodline. See. see, yeah, uh, that's the thing. Uh, that that music sounded pretty Genesis-y, but not like not like hit you over the head Genesis-y. So I went through, I went with Dracula X just in the off chance you chose that. But I should have known you'd go Bloodlines, man. Like, what was I thinking? Episode seven. Oh God, he's going even further Damn. back than Johnny. Oh shit. Yeah. See, uh, now I feel like an asshole for going to episode 88. Yeah. Like, fuck. Please, David. You know, nobody has nostalgia for... New kid for, on the block, yeah, am I right? Nobody has nostalgia for whatever you know, year that was. Last year. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so, Bloodlines. Uh, still pretty dope. Um, yeah, this this game's great. Yeah. But it's, it, it's like the forgotten, like, Castlevania. Because... Uh, Konami, you know, of course they don't care about their video games anymore, but uh, they have been releasing some uh, re-releases, and there's going to be like a new Sympathy of the Night thing that's coming out, but uh, none of the re-releases, they haven't re-released Bloodlines, I don't think it's on uh, Virtual Console or anything, it's just like, you gotta either, you know, have the card or know someone on the internet you can borrow it yeah, from. It is kind of crazy these days to pull up a Wikipedia page for a game and have it just list one system. It's like, you know, Castlevania Bloodline system, Sega Genesis. Like, that's it? You really didn't feel like re-releasing this at some point? Like, I feel like they... And well, especially, like, if I... I want to say it was Dracula X or Rondo of Blood, like, was never released in America, but got re-released on, like, Virtual Console. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That was uh, definitely Rondo uh, got the, like, Virtual Console release. And then it even got, like, a... I think, like, a PSP release and shit. So, you know, and aren't they coming out with another, like, Drac, uh, like, a Castlevania, like, uh, re-release here in a, in a little bit? Like, another Rondo of Blood re-release? Like, what's, uh, what's holding them up on Yeah, Bloodlines? it's like a Sympathy, a sim- uh, Symphony of the Night thing, and it also is going to have Rondo of Blood with it, I believe. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I'm glad it's getting re-released. I, you know, I'm, I'm all for, a, you know, actually, I don't know the details on that, whether it's, like, an HD Symphony of the Night or what. But, I mean, I'm, I'm all for some uh, re-releases of games on systems that I currently own and would like to play games on, like PS4. But, uh, yeah, Bloodlines, please. Like, what the fuck? I mean, you know... And it's not like it's a shitty Castlevania. It's like a really good, standard, you know, level-by-level Castlevania. Yeah. You get two different characters you can pick from. I wonder if... So, uh, like... I wonder if they hesitate to re-release these just because, like, maybe if people played too many of them in, like, a bundle or something, they'd start to see, like, too similar or something. Like, because, you know, the Mega Man games, they, they're all, you know, iterations on a formula, but, like, the bosses are different each time and you get new abilities and all that, but, like, you know, if they released a Castlevania Legacy Collection, I'd buy the shit out of it. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Yeah, just like, I'm sitting for here, seven like, or eight Castlevania games with those beautiful, you know, like, old school graphics, like, ooh, I'd play that, I'd play that so good. I'm sitting here reading about it, and um, as I'm, I'm learning about it, it's like the game storyline contains a legendary vampire named Elizabeth Bartley, which is an awesome historical reference, who is Dracula's niece in the 20th century, plotting a sacrificial war and orchestrates the beginning of World War One. It's like, holy shit, this game sounds incredible. Yeah. It is. <laughs> like, turn of the century vampires starting World War One. 
I want to play yeah, that. Actually, you know, and I wasn't even aware of that setting, but that explains, you know, the title being Bloodlines. Like, if this is, like, far removed from the rest of the Castlevania series and, like, with a 20th century, turn of the century type setting, like, uh, yeah, let's play that. That sounds fucking dope. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking of, like, Metal Slug cross Castlevania now, and I think it'd be pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it's not that. Well, that's but. one of the things, like... A lot of these, a lot of these games, especially the Castlevania series, like you either get like fifteen hundreds or like two thousand two hundred. Yeah. Like those are your extremes. Like turn of the century, like nineteen hundreds Castlevania sounds fucking awesome. Can we get a Castlevania set in the nineteen thirties where you have to fuck up like Nazi werewolves? Because I want that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I get the feeling maybe like. Would the vampires be the Nazis, like, or, you know, I don't know, man, <laughs> like, trying to think, like... I mean, like, superior race, Eastern European, yeah, I could yeah, see that. Yeah, I would, I, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking that you play as vampires in these games all of a sudden, I'm like, I, I feel so bad, like, you know, the characters that you like would be the Nazis, I'm like, wait, no, you you play as the Belmonts, you play as, like, Sergeant Belmont, infiltrating Castle, you know, like, fucking Vampire Stein, and taking out... Vampire Hitler, it's, it, you know, you're not playing as vampires in these games. You, you don't like vampires in these games. But, uh, yeah. Oh my god, like... My brain got all crossed so up. So you know how... You know how the Assassin's Creed games, like, you play as the Assassins throughout history in different periods? They should do that with the Belmonts. Just, like, every game is a new historical period, and you just happen to be the Belmont of that era. Yeah. Like, Sergeant Belmont. I want that. Cool. So badly. Exactly. Mm. I you know God, this, frankly I don't know why they haven't have done like that. A, <laughs> he could have like a fucking old school 1940s machine gun and like pulling out the ammo gun and that's his version of the whip. Yes, like it's just that giant ammo belt. Oh yeah, God, just think about like the like the late 90s, early 2000s Belmont. He'd be like Blade Belmont. You know that'd be uh, a <laughs> you know the potential is right there for an excellent excellent game. <laughs> like. Uh, it's just side-scrolling Metroidvania, and it's set in uh, you know a place with a lot of strobe lights, and uh, you know it's got Wesley Snipes in it. Actually, Sounds great. <laughs> now that I think about that, like I know we're kind of like joking around and everything, but I wonder if in like the official Castlevania timeline and everything they ever did like a 1960s, 1970s game, because they should make a Castlevania set in like the 1970s. Yes, they, that would there be was, dope. There's one in 1944. Uh, Portrait of Ruin. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Then, Portrait it, of Ruin is fucking awesome. Well, need, I love that it, game. Then it skips to 2035. See, they need to they need to get in the 60s, and there need to be some vampires trying some psychedelic shit. Like, <laughs> it needs to get fucking out there, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There should be like a a level by level classic Castlevania, and one of the levels is just a fucking discotheque. Yeah. Oh man. Or yeah, or you're killing no. vampires. And there's a bunch of like hippie daisies all over the walls. <laughs> like, yes. What's going on? Now, the kid Dracula games take place in the year eleven thousand. Whoa. So and it took that long for Dracula to have a kid. I mean, it makes sense. Vampires don't really reproduce. They. <laughs> but uh. Hmm. Well, he was he was he was having a ten thousand year nap, is according to this, <laughs> and he woke up because someone challenged him. Nice. I hate when that happens. Yeah, dude. You're trying to just, like, catch, you know, 10,000 million, like, 10,000 Zs, and somebody <laughs> just comes up and challenges you, you know, steps you on your vampire cred and ruins that nap. Ooh. Got a kid Dracula that ass. Like. 
That's when you crawl. That's when you crawl out of your little like coffin on the moon and say, after ten thousand years, <laughs> it's finally time to conquer Earth. <laughs> Dude, that's a dated reference. Hey man, you know that is the uh, the last logical crossover that we should make you know make reference to is the Power Rangers Castlevania crossover, which would also have been one of my, oh my favorite God, the games Power Rangers of the nineties. Dracula. <laughs> Oh god! I feel like they've done that for some reason. I'm I sure. was thinking probably. Yeah. I was thinking Belmont versus Rita Repulsa or Belmont versus uh, the Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Oh god. Well, Rita Belmont. I mean, that, that's how. That's how every crossover. That's how every crossover starts. You know, the heroes meet, they disagree, they fight, and then they realize they're on the same side and they band together. Like, yeah, you've got to have Belmont fuck up the Power Rangers, and then they decide to team up against Lord Zed and Dracula. God, just imagine if like this shit writes itself. If Rita all of a sudden God. started like fucking vampires up, and they're like, "Damn, Rita, you know, I, I thought you were more like pro vampire." She's like, "Oh, you didn't know? You know, my maiden name is Rita Belmont. You know, I just married Mister Repulsa. Like, you know, vampires. Uh, you know, I don't fucking, I don't fucking put up with that shit." And then she throws her staff down to earth and turns something giant and like smushes Dracula like this. Uh, it's all pretty oh, good. Man. I was say, like, I'm thinking about she flicks her staff and it turns into a giant whip like Ivy's sword from Soul Calibur. Yes. What would Simon Beltmont's Megazord be? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it would just be like a giant robot, but in a loincloth with a Fuck whip. Yeah, it would. Obviously. Oh, that should be his final smash when he comes to Smash Brothers. <laughs> he jumps into a Megazord whip. Um... <laughs> Not even a Megasword with a whip, but just a giant it's robot giant whip. whip. It falls to the ground. <laughs> it's like the Landmaster. It just fucking takes up the whole stage. And, uh, but yeah, so anyway, Castlevania's dope, and I would think that since they're getting that fucking fantastic Smash Brothers bump coming up soon, they'd be more uh, willing to release some new games. But, you know, fuck me, what do I know? Um, I'm so pumped for there's, them to be in I Smash. I mean, there, there's got... There's gotta oh, be something too. coming. Like you don't you don't put your character in Smash Brothers if you don't have a yeah. plan. Yeah, uh, just you wait. They're gonna surprise everybody, and like you know, Bloodlines is just gonna be like a hidden masterpiece inside of the new Smash Brothers. It's gonna blow everybody's yeah. mind. It's not going to happen, but it'd be uh, <laughs> that, you know that'd be the ultimate Smash Brothers move is to have the one Sega Genesis exclusive Castlevania game hidden on the disc for Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, when you unlock those Belmonts, so uh, fingers crossed that that happens. But uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, anything else on uh, on Castlevania or uh, you know, or the Belmonts in general, or you know, what their final smashes should be? Hmm, final smash. Maybe uh, use like every item that you can pick oh. up, you know, like the the axe mm. and the, the sickle and the holy throw, water and stuff. Just at throw once. a giant <laughs> bone at them, like mm. yeah. Love that big bone. Oh but, yeah. my! <laughs> Bloodlines, yeah, check it out. It's it's great. It's the uh, the forgotten great Castlevania. Yeah, if anybody needs a Sega Genesis, they can borrow John Regan's. Just hit us up uh, at Game That Tune on Twitter. He'll send it. <laughs> He'll send you his. Game four.
Alright, so in the US version of this game, one character's flying kick pose was altered to censor her underwear. <laughs> Alright guys, who's got an answer? Let's see him. 
Alright, Jesse says Streets of Rage, and David and John say Streets of Rage 2. This is Streets of Rage 2. Do we give it to Jesse? Judges? Hey man, I say we do a hat trick. I mean, he held up the number two with his hand. Yeah. Alright, this is Streets of Rage 2, requested by <clears throat> Mixmaster on our Discord. Fantastic. We originally used this game back in episode 34. Really? It took us till 34 yeah. to get Streets of Rage 2? <laughs> right. I thought this was going to be like, yo, when here we, we are, episode Streets of Rage 2. 1. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, Streets of Rage 1 was done in episode um, 27. That's still... That's, oh, that's, God. We went deep into a video game music show without pulling either Streets of Rage game. That's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated by that. I mean, because seriously, this is one of the soundtracks where I oh, I always forget how goddamn good it is. This time, listening, like fuck, why don't I listen to this all the time? This is amazing. Yeah, why isn't that just like the sound that's yeah. in your head constantly? Like, <laughs> right? It's so good. Yeah, if it, like it doesn't sound like a Sega Genesis anymore. It sounds like they made up their own instrument or something. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but like they took that chip and like push it to the limits and push it out of the typical Genesis sound yeah. and into like a new stratosphere and it's so good. It's so goddamn good. <laughs> well, I think, uh. um, and I don't, I don't want to speak to your life experiences, but for me personally, like I forget how good the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack is because I can't get pers- get I can't get past level one. <laughs> like, <laughs> Go Right is so good that I listen to this like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Next song. And then, like, I never listen to the rest of the soundtrack because I just listen to that one song, like, on repeat. Yeah, it's a good policy. It's uh, fucking excellent. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's so crazy to me that this series is not more prolific. Like, it, you know, I remember, like, whenever we were talking about these back when we first used them on the show, it's like, man, how many Streets of Rage games do they crank out? Then I realized I was thinking of, like... Uh, every other beat em up and there were only three of them and it's like just now they've announced they're going to make Streets of Rage 4 and I'm like what is wrong with Sega? Why did it take <laughs> them this long to think Streets of Rage 4? Like <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well it's weird though because a lot of those beat em ups like Final Fight never got past 3 um like I feel like a lot of them never got quite got past well, they, three. Well, they never but were good of Age past Four that. looks fucking dope. I mean, like they, uh, uh, you know, there's like Final Fight, like I think like Streetwise and like Final Fight something else. Oh like, God, I forgot. They about tried that. to keep Final Fight going unsuccessfully. Like Sega just left Streets of Rage at Streets of Rage three and never fucking went back to it. It's like, what's going on here? Like. You're making, like, even as Sega became self-referential with, like, fucking the Sonic Racing games and, like, Project Cross Zone and all this shit, it's like, where are the Streets of Rage characters? Why have you ignored this series for so long? Like, what is wrong with you guys? It's so good. (laughs) I'm so pissed that the, the Sonic crossover, like, racing games never had a Streets of Rage character in a fucking police car. Or a Streets of Rage track. Just imagine driving awesome. through a beat em up. Like, that's all you need. <laughs> He's driving and everybody on the side is like fighting. Yeah, exactly. The whole time. It's just, you know, a bunch of graffiti ass streets and people fucking, you know, using burning fists on each other. Like, it, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> like, but. So, there's something to be said about, you know, 
intentionally not revisiting a series. Like, for example... It seems deliberate. Seinfeld... <laughs> Seinfeld, yeah. Seinfeld famously said... Jerry Seinfeld famously said, like, he will never do a reunion of the show Seinfeld. He's like, no, we did it. It's done. That's it. Like, we're not doing it again. Yeah. Right? And then they did it on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> did some spe- did? special episodes, man. That you know, it was very oh, yeah. enthusiasm that basically <laughs> acted as a Seinfeld reunion. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, son of a bitch. But he, I don't know they did that. He still I killed my whole thing. Still, he didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it like <laughs> fucking all the other TV shows are doing now. Fucking you know, like Roseanne came back and now Roseanne's back again, but Roseanne died. So there's the new you know the Connors <laughs> and like Murphy Brown's yeah. back. You know. Oh, Will what? and Grace Murphy came back Brown. for some yeah, reason. Yeah, bringing everything that was hot in the '90s back, and oh, there's going to be a new Frasier. No, <laughs> fuck no. That you know, okay. Been, uh, I've read about that. Uh, and Picard. Uh, brief Frasier time sidebar. Uh, fucking Kelsey Grammer <laughs> apparently has been like discussing that with some people, and he's getting like no buyers, especially now that the dad from the show is dead. So I'm hoping mm. they could just leave Frasier alone, oh. like. <laughs> That's yeah. true. How the fuck would you do Frasier without John Especially, Mahoney? Especially, how would you sell it to, like, a network or, like, Netflix the same year that John Mahoney died? Like, well, you know, I'm glad we all got together for John Mahoney's funeral. It was really great seeing you again, David Hyde Pierce. Hey, should we do Frasier again? Like, <laughs> no. Hey, our show had it. four prominent characters, one of whom is yeah. dead. You want to buy exactly. it? I, four? I heard a good good idea for a spinoff where uh, Roz moves to uh, Roswell, New Mexico and she's like she's like trying to like raise her like a daughter and she works at this radio station and and it's like this uh, one of her foils is this you know conspiracy nut and stuff and you know every now and then like Fraser comes by you know for whatever Not a bad reason idea. And, you know wackiness ensues but it's mostly about like Roz and her raising her daughter I and see stuff. and you know it would be really great so a vi- wait, 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 video game tie-in with that Roz show. So Roz goes to Roswell. She has to fight aliens. Streets of Roz. I like God. it. <laughs> I was just saying, I would watch the fuck out of a show about Roz raising her teenage daughter in Roswell, New Mexico, while hosting a radio show. If her co-host was an yes. alien. And uh, I'm trying to think of like some bad Roswell puns, like Roswell that ends well. <laughs> it's just like it's all you know. It, it's out there. It's close. You know, we need to work that uh, work on that script a little bit, Jesse, before we sell that one. <laughs> like. <laughs> Because CBS is, you know, they got the Big Bang Theory getting canceled, so they're going to need a new nerdy show, and I think that people are going to be clamoring for a Roz-based Roswell <laughs> sitcom. Uh, we could write it. We could do it. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so that's that's Frasier sidebar time over. Um, yeah. Uh, so so street, street streets of rage. <laughs> How did we get here? Sorry, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Streets of Rage is that when I was a kid, I actually didn't like these games. Like I was very bad at them. And Johnny, I didn't get, get the fuck them. out! I didn't like things that were fun and cool. <laughs> but like when I listen to the soundtracks now as an adult, I'm like, fuck, this is some good fucking music. <laughs> like I want to play it just so I can get those stages with the sweet ass tunes. You want to like, go? That's what I want. Back in time and smack little Johnny on the back of the head and be like, yeah. "Stop drawing Sonic original characters and play more Streets of Rage, dumbass!" Like, mm. yeah. 
Stop writing to Sega about Rocky the Rhino. They're never going to do it. Just play Streets of Rage. It's great. <laughs> awesome Possum's dead. Play some more Streets of Rage, you fool. Um, Rocky Rhino I, is not a thing I just made up. That was something I made up when I was a kid. I know, John. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. <laughs> the question is, will Rocky Rhino ever get shooting? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, John, you, you know, these are questions you're going to have to answer for the Sega guys if you want them to get that Rhino into the next Sonic game. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, John, you should have played more Streets of Rage as a kid. Like, nobody was good at these yeah. games. Fucking old school beat-em-ups are tough, man. Final Fight was hard as shit. I loved it. Streets of Rage was hard as shit. I loved it. It doesn't matter that you can only yeah. get to, like, level two, maybe three, if you fucking manage yourself really well. Like, it doesn't matter. The game's fun. That's one of the things that I think is so weird. Like, these games were meant to steal quarters in arcades, but, like, the home console ports were not adjusted exactly. at all. <laughs> so, like, you play the you play the Sega Genesis version of Streets of Rage 2, it's hard to get past, like, level and 3. And the beauty of it is, like, like oh, God. And, like, Streets too. of Rage wasn't even an arcade game. It was just Sega games. So, like, it didn't need yeah. to be arcade hard. <laughs> like, ah, uh, they just, uh, I don't know. They... I guess that was the standard back in the day. You had to you had to play a game for God, a long no, fucking time to get good. But mm. was it level three or level four of Streets of Rage where the boss had a fucking jetpack? Because that shit pissed me off. Oh, I fucking hate that. Are you that thinking dude. of uh, like Turtles in Time when you're fighting Baxter Stockman? No, this dude's no. worse okay. than that. There, there is a boss in Streets of Rage 2 specifically who has a jetpack who, like, fucking swarms the stage, and it's infuriating. Is he the Rocketeer? Uh, Drive-by 2. <laughs> I fucking wish. <laughs> it's on that there bridge we go. level. Streets of Rage goes back in time to the 1940s. Again, that's what we should do. We should make a beat-em-up with, you know, the Battletoads and the Belmonts back in the 40s where you just fuck up Nazis. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, take the Turtles in Time framework, apply it to a beat 'em up multiverse, and you know you travel throughout time and different universes. And for the most part, yeah, you beat up Nazis. Uh, you know, you call it beat 'em up time, uh, or you know, possibly Nazi time, possibly clobbering time. And uh, you just, you know, it's it, that you know that game. That's a million sellers. It's the greatest game that ever existed. But, jeez. Uh, Really, like, as this show progresses slowly, I'm just realizing my perfect game is a game where you can select any playable character from any game ever, and you Maybe fuck up Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> like, that's all I want out of a game. That yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, you know, Streets of Rage 2, mercifully light on the Nazis. Uh, you know, it, it holds up pretty well in spite of the lack of Nazis. Uh, <laughs> I do. Th I think there might be a couple skinheads. True that. So. You know, definitely some punks. Uh, and if you play the Japanese version, you get to see Blaze's underwear when she does her flying kick attack. Fuck yeah, John. Oh, That's yeah. what I live for. This 16-bit <laughs> panties, bro. Pixelated underwear. Yeah. Ooh, a little <laughs> glimpse of that. Mm. So what did they edit in its place? Like a bush? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they... No, they, they kept the underwear. They just added bush to the exactly. sides of it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. They shifted her other leg a bit, right, to where it's, like, covering everything up. Mm. That's what they did. Okay. You know, a good move there, Sega of America. Yeah, cunning bastards. I'm going to find that Japanese cut. Uh, it's going to be good. Anyway, Johnny, anything else on Streets of Rage 2? A fantastic soundtrack to a, fr you know, a great game, and I'm glad the series is coming back with a new, uh, new version. 
No, I think that's all I got. Yeah. So, fuck yeah. Uh, make sure that Sega knows that people want these by going and buying Streets of Rage 4 when it comes out. Maybe in another 40 years or so, Rage 4. we'll get Streets of Rage 5. So. <laughs> Game 5.
So, this game was originally going to be released in North America on September 14th, 2001. Due to 9-11, however, a sequence featuring a lot of destruction of the city of Manhattan was severely cut down, and the game's release was pushed back to November. So, how's everybody feeling on this one? I I want to change my answer to pizza juice. Chat's a lot of fun tonight. God, I just I don't know. I just I can't believe you've done this, but like I think you've done this. Mm -hmm. I might have. You son of a bitch.
Yeah. So uh, everybody says Metal Gear Solid 2, and they're all correct. <laughs> I have a bone to pick about your trivia. You said this go game was on. you said this game was delayed until November, but when I go to the Wikipedia page about list of entertainment affected by the September 11th attacks, and I scroll down to the video games, it says that this game was released as scheduled in November 2001. Okay, well, don't you know? Don't Not ask me. Back. Yeah, I'm okay, just. See, you know. Um, I look up the list of uh, video games released in 2001, and the only one that could. There are only two games that could feature extensive destruction of the city of Manhattan released in November 2001. One is Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. The other is Super Smash Bros. Melee. So I took a gamble, and I'm glad I'm correct. Yes. Never forget. Now, in Smash fairness, Bros. actually, I you know I may have mis uh, misunderstood that trivia. It may have been that it was scheduled to be like pressed and distributed beginning on September 14th, 2001. And, mm. like, set for release in November, though that doesn't really make sense. But, like, some way or another, nope. this game originally featured a lot more of the destruction of the island of Manhattan. They, and they just missed, you know, putting it out there right after 9-11. So. Yeah, they made the release date, but they had to make cuts. They did have to yeah. do that. Yeah, they did. Um, so, anyway... Um, you know, I've, uh, you know, I've been waiting a long time to use this game, and I'm glad to be able to bring it back. Um, you know, we've been having that competition of who gets to go the farthest back, and now I'm changing the competition of who gets to use the game for the most <laughs> recent episode. <laughs> so, uh, you may remember Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty when it, we uh, featured it on episode 129. <laughs> um... Somewhat, somewhat well notably. played, sir. Yeah. Well played. Uh, you know, this was uh, my goodness, Johnny. Uh, this was one of the like top ten all-time game that tune betrayals. Um, probably number one, <laughs> easily. There haven't been very many betrayals on this show. <laughs> um, I gotta say, you, you caught everybody off guard with that one. Uh, caused a little, uh, little problem. For, uh, for me and you know my brain and I'm glad to be able to rectify that situation now I'm better uh, <laughs> and I, you know I'm prepared to talk at length and make perfect sense when discussing this game uh, this game's really good guys I don't know if you know that it's, uh, <laughs> if, if I can interject it will be nice to get your thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 2 without hearing uh, mm, 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 exactly <laughs> That's because Johnny's little half thoughts—they were all so close to being correct—and it just, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that part where you fight the, the fat man. It's like, mm-hmm, it's just fat man, but you know, you're kind of right. I'm like, son of a bitch. Um, yeah. So this game's dope. Uh, the, you know, I was thinking about it, and this game I think had a bad rap for a long time because people got all pissy that you couldn't be Snake the whole time. You had to change over to Raiden. And Raiden has had a reputation of being kind of like a whiny little bitch. And, you know, I never felt that way. Like, yeah, Raiden's kind of a whiny little bitch. But see, here's the problem that I didn't have with the game. This was actually my first, like, Metal Gear Solid game. I didn't own a PlayStation 1. And so I knew enough about it that I wanted to play Metal Gear Solid 2 without having played Metal Gear Solid 1. So, like... It didn't bother me in the slightest that you had to change characters in the middle of it. I thought it was pretty cool. 
And I thought that snake guy that showed up later on was pretty cool too. Like, you know, he plays a little snake, you take over his riding, and then it's pretty clear that Snake is hanging out and talking to you the whole time because he's got a very distinct Snake voice. And, uh, yeah, I liked it, man. It was good. And, you know, um, yeah, so that, like, that main gripe aside, uh, this game's fucking classic, man. I feel like this game is, like, underappreciated at, you know, in some in, in some ways. Just like I said, because it's got, like, it had that initial backlash. I'm hoping the time has been kind to this game. Like, you know, I've, I've watched some videos and revisited the game a few times, and, man, this game, this had some really, uh, you know, this had some really, like, prescient moments, like, towards the end of it. Like, the, you know, some of those conversations at, like, the end of the game talking about, like, you know, needing to filter out information and, like, you know, control the information flow in the digital age and how, like, it used to be certain information was passed down and now too much trivial information is being recorded and disseminated. I'm, I'm like, listening to that in 2018, I'm like, they're making a really good case for deleting Twitter. Like, you know, how did they know to do that in 2001? Like, whoa, man. Like... The damn Patriots, man. The, you know, the, it's like, I guess there's those people that think, like, you know, Thanos had a point. I'm, like, watching videos on this. I'm like, you know, the Patriots kind of had a point. Like, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they wanted to use it to evil means. But, like, I don't know. At the, at the core, the Patriots might have had a pretty good point. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, you know, that's getting way too far ahead. David, have you still not played these games? Um, the Metal Gear Solid series, no. I have played the original Metal Gear on NES briefly, but not Great. the Solid game. Have you considered they're, playing them? I think these might be more in your wheelhouse than you same, realize. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, the, you know, in many, in almost every game, at some point, you do feel asleep. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, there's some running and some inscrutability. Uh, at some point... At some point, the truck have started to move. Exactly. So that, that comes up in every subsequent game. You know, it's that's really kind of the final point of the game. Like, you know, if you get to Metal Gear Solid 4, and, like, characters are putting guns in their mouths and shit, and then the trucks start to move. Um, <laughs> you know. um, no, <laughs> I'm... I'm sorry to say that the the vast majority of my Metal Gear Solid knowledge comes from Super Smash Brothers. Okay. I mean, have wow. you considered actually playing them? Because I'm telling you, I think these might be more, like, up your alley than you realize. Like, you know, gameplay style uh, aside. Are they, though? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, you know. Cons considering that, like, throughout the history of Game That Tune, I'm a fan of, like, the Warrior series, Mario, and Shantae. Metal Gear Solid is that included in the list? Well, okay, but, but so Our, you know, wait, 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 wait. The Warrior, I, I only know of one Warriors game for the PS2. Is that we talk like they, they, mm, they have a whole John series? John beat of that? it. This is repeat episode. Sure. We know David likes his Warriors games. You know, his Hyrule, <laughs> his Fire Emblem Warriors, and, and, you know, no, sadly, there is no Metal Gear Solid Warriors, though it all Metal Gear oh, Warriors game. That would be game. fucking awesome. Metal Gear Musou would be pretty good. But, I mean, okay, so, you know... Although, it, to be fair, everything Musou would be pretty fucking good. Yes, exactly. Uh, I just but, want Fire Emblem's crossover Metal Gear Warriors, but done in the style of the Warriors, the movie. Like, Warriors! Mom, clink, clink, clink. Yes. You know, Come out and play! A bunch of Fire Emblem characters operating Metal Gears on Kona. Tony Island. Yes, perfect. Please. Oh my god. Um, but David, so Leon, just tell me how you feel about like, I don't know, science fiction. 
I'm a fan. Okay. Wacky boss fights. Also a fan. Uh, mild fantasy elements. I'm a, I'm a fan. I feel like this is leading towards, like, a big gotcha reveal for me. Strong female characters. All right. I'm, I'm going to take the bait. I'm a fan. Sexy men. Big fan. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm serious. Like, I'm, I'm giving you almost, you know, it's like, okay, so then, you know, setting aside, okay, so gunplay, you know. I have no problems with gunplay. Gadgets. Okay. Uh, yeah, gadgets. F- okay, smoking okay, this- cigarettes in a video game. Ooh, <laughs> this smoking. bit has run its course. Uh, <laughs> is that like a whole level? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> there's that level at the airport where you gotta find a smoking area. It's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, it's a series of like, I feel like I should, I should get in on this, but you know, I had an N64 and not a PlayStation, right. and then I had a GameCube and not a PlayStation Two. Twin Snakes. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. that's a compelling argument. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like I know you still got that Wii sitting around, baby. I know you want to play some Twin Snakes, and then uh, I know you got a PlayStation Two somewhere in that house, or you can bust out an HD collection on 360. I think that you might need to play these games because I feel like you would have a lot of thoughts about them, man. They've got it's some fucking crazy fantastical storytelling. It's got some, you know, strong female characters. Not female leads, obviously. You're playing as uh, Snake most of the time, and in the second one, you're playing as Raiden, and people made but fun I of mean, him for being girly. But strong I mean, female characters. To be fair, you're playing as Snake, but you're playing as Snake as played by David Hayter, and I am all about David Hayter. Like, that yes. man can do no wrong, in my opinion. Indeed. You know, you can play Snake and write the best X-Men movie, so he's fucking fantastic in my book. He um, fucking voiced Captain America in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon. Which is weird, because I'm pretty sure he's Canadian. I didn't know that, but I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, the games are good. And I suggest that you get into them, because, uh, you know, really, it's it's a pretty casual playthrough. You know, the, the, <laughs> the gameplay itself doesn't take that much time. You gotta be willing to sit back and enjoy the story, enjoy the movie as it, you know, unfolds in front of you and blows your fucking mind because it's confusing and convoluted and crazy. But I was uh, say, it's like, you know, you should really enjoy playing these games. Would I, or would I enjoy watching the 15 hours of cutscene? See, that's the thing. I, you know, I've played Metal Gear Solid 2 recently, and they still, there's still a good amount of gameplay. Yes, it got inundated with cutscenes, especially towards the end, but I think they still did a pretty good job putting the gameplay in there and, you know, just letting you play around in their uh, their bizarre little world that they made. It's a, it's a good simulation. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think these might be more up your alley than you realize. I think you, uh, I think you definitely should give them a shot at some point. You know, uh, the female lead in this one, uh, not female lead, but like there's two really great female characters in Metal Gear Solid 2. You know, there's uh, Olga Gerlukovich, which Johnny so eloquently told us about last week. You know, he knows exactly what he was talking about. She's a great character. And then there's uh, Fortune, who's one of the uh, the members of Dead Cell. She's a fantastic uh, villainess. I mean, you know, let me, let me just run down Fortune for you, David. Let me see how many of these things are up your alley. Like, uh, you know, woman in a one-piece bodysuit. Okay. Um, half black. Okay. Uh, uh, giant <laughs> railgun. I'm sold already. Uh, seemingly supernatural ability to not die on the battlefield. I said I was sold already. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you continue to keep going. I'm just gonna, fat I just guy s- on rollerblades? Yeah, also there's Fat Man. Yeah, Fat Man's pretty cool too. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I will you know, say like now I, I just want to do a side episode about this where I go through every aspect of Metal Gear and be like, you know, David, yay or nay? <laughs> 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 yeah. How do you feel Patreon about sniper exclusive. rifles? Make sure to check out patreoncom tune <laughs> Lightning round, <laughs> David. Do you oh, like God. this? Yeah, do you like bees? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I will say like. I really wanted to like get into Metal Gear Solid 4 just based on the Beauty and the Beast core because that mm-hmm. seemed like such a cool fucking idea and I mean if anything yeah. was directly like laser guided up my alley it's the Beauty and the Beast core from Metal Gear yeah. Solid 4 bunch of sexy women forced into like cyborg life and also you know horrifying backstories and yeah hey, yeah that's really fucking cool <laughs> hey we have these boss fights that are just beautiful women made into giant mechanical animal monsters i'm fucking listening yeah. go uh <laughs> see uh, you know and it's funny too because i love metal gear solid 4 and I mean, it was what 2001 when this came out, like 2008 when that came out, and by the time to uh, by the time Metal Gear Solid 4 came out, I forgot that it was going to be a sequel to this, like because Metal Gear Solid 3 had come out and was so good, and it's like, oh man, you know what a fucking game, and I kind of forgot that it like that two asked a bunch of questions and left them unresolved, and then four came out. I'm like, oh yeah, this is a sequel to two, <laughs> like. That's right. Oh, Isn't three shit. a prequel to everything? Like, yeah, is it no, three but... in like fucking Vietnam or something? It's in uh, it's in Russia in the sixties. Um, okay, but it's yeah. Like, but it was like okay, well, you know, three just kind of like further asked more questions for that like you know they dropped some breadcrumbs in two, they dropped some more breadcrumbs in three, but then it's like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot that like four made makes sense to be a direct sequel to two, not like. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about. Like when it came out, and it's like, oh yeah, Raiden's back, and like, you know, they're still dealing with the Arsenal gears and shit. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about all this shit. <laughs> like, That's a good question. Yeah. That just raises further questions. <laughs> That's the that's like the Metal Gear series defined. <laughs> like that's a very good question, and it raises further questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh and, and man, three you would love three because it's got a retro. You know, tell me how you feel about a retro sixty setting. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, you know, uh, female uh, female antagonist who's one of the most complex characters ever put into a video game. I'm feeling good. We really should make this lightning round. Like, this should be a Patreon exclusive. How does David feel about Metal Gear? I don't know. Let's break it down line item by line item. All right, I'm just going to go through the wiki, and every hyperlink I come to, I'm going to click on it, and I'm going to ask you how you feel about it. <laughs> so, I mean, no, I'd be uh, down for it. You know, yeah, I'm like telling guys you who make, like, cat sounds. Oh, yeah. How do you feel oh, about awesome? I'm in favor of cat sounds. Ocelots, uh, you know, both in human form and in cat form. I mean, um, I want to play Metal Gear Solid 3 just to understand the original source of the gif of Ocelot going. Yeah, oh, dude. I mean, Ocelot is fantastic. And you, For you know, our that's podcast listeners, that was me, like, shrugging my shoulders and making a, what? Yeah, see, and, like, you know, it, it, playing 2 first, it was like, all right, now who's this Ocelot guy? Like, you know, oh, and he's, you know, there's some weird supernatural shit going on. Okay, man, this game's wacky. And then, like, I go play the first one. I'm like, all right, yeah, that guy, he's, like, pure evil. I love this fucking guy. And then you go back to three, it's like, oh, he's just a little kid. He's just fucking around with the military. This is so cool. <laughs> uh, 
and then and then by the end of four, it's just uh, you're crying your eyes out. So it's a fucking complicated series, man. You really should consider getting into this. Um, oh, Kojima, you beautiful, insane bastard. Yep, he really uh, really had something here. It's a shame that uh, you know Konami doesn't care as much about their games as Kojima did. But yeah, so you know, there's not a whole lot specific to say about Metal Gear Solid 2. I mean, it's a whole side podcast. I could I could talk endlessly about this game. I could talk endlessly about the last hour of this game. Like seriously, once you go inside Arsenal Gear and the game starts going fucking crazy, it's just like, yeah, that you know, that, that that is something that sticks with you. It's it's confusing, and you don't know what the fuck's going on. And then it starts talking about you know societal sanity and fucking the human genome, and it's just like what the fuck did I just get into? I love this game, so it's uh it's good shit, man. It's fantastic. And John, you're never allowed to touch this series again. Don't you ever think about it? <laughs> I'm okay with that. This shit's off limits. <laughs> but if you actually okay, so I scratch it, David, you don't have to get into the series. If Johnny will get into the series, because that would just—I'd be really interested to see what happens to Johnny if he plays all the Metal Gear games. Like, oh my God, know. can that please, for the love of God, be our next like live streaming? Yes, just get Johnny marathoning through like Metal Gear. Uh, I think it'd be great because, like, that's the thing. I know all these things are pretty much in David's wheelhouse. Johnny has a very ill-defined wheelhouse, <laughs> and I don't believe that this game and this series would fit into any category of his wheelhouse. So I think it'd be pretty good. Where's Sonic? I mean, we. I was gonna say we've we've yet to find a character named Hedgehog. Yeah. So. And there, you know, there is at some point a ska version of the Metal Gear Solid theme, I believe. So. Are you fuck with me? Uh, <laughs> you gotta dig pretty deep, man. It's in there somewhere. I'll send it to I you. Mean, I would no shit love a ska version of the Metal Gear Solid theme. That Dude, shit would yeah. be amazing. Ska Eater would be pretty great. Ska <laughs> Eater. Anyway. John, please do not make a joke like that while I'm drinking my beer, because I will spit it up. What a thrill. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, great game, interesting tunes, Johnny's never allowed to touch it, and it's time to go to the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space! Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Yeah, it is, man. Ah, oh, feels good, David. Glad that you won. Congrats. Thank you. you know, these redo episodes were your idea. I think you should win every one of them. So All right. let's just well, that, let's write that into the charter. <laughs> you know, we always do saying. a redo episode every twenty-six episodes, and David wins it always. So you say, okay, so John Regan wins every twenty-five episodes. So the theme <laughs> is chosen. David wins every twenty-six episodes. Bingo. So we can choose a new and fantastic theme. So, David, uh, you know, you got the theme coming up for next week's episode. What do you got in mind, pal? So, um, lately, I've been playing a lot of a little game called Mega Man 11. So, with hey. that inspiring me, I'm thinking games that feature robots. Hey. I feel like that really should have been a theme sometime in our first 130 episodes. <laughs> Either, you know, you play as a robot, you play against a robot, a robot pops up at some point, you know, yeah. any game with a robot in it. 
Mmm, robots. It's gonna be, uh, man, that's, that's fertile territory for games. Fantastic stuff. And, uh, yeah, uh, great game tonight, guys. A lot of fun. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been uh, watching along with us. Uh, you know, we're live every Wednesday night at 9 on twitch.tv slash gamethatune, youtube.com slash gamethatune, and facebook.com slash gamethatune. And we always appreciate appreciate you guys showing up for the live show. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out on Wednesday mornings on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, thanks for everybody chatting along with us. Uh, you, know, you can do that with the live show. You can do that in our Discord channel. Go to uh, pay, uh, gamethatune.com and find our Discord server. We love chatting with you guys. We take requests there. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, thanks to everybody that checks out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's uh, home for our fun exclusives. We've got uh, new mixtapes. We've got GTT Gems episodes. We've got all kinds of crazy crap in the works. And we appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show and showing love. Uh, thank you to our Patreon super fan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are great and keep up the support. And... Um, Thank you to our uh, requester, Mixmaster. He hit us up in the Discord channel, but you can also hit us with requests, gamethattune at gmail.com. You can send us a request at gamethattune on Twitter. Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us on uh, Twitter. Find us anywhere. We'd love to get your requests, and uh, we love taking requests and playing them on the show. Uh, you can find us individually on Twitter, and uh, just you know, chit-chat with us about video game music, and send us your request there. I am there, at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JPReganJR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find this week's winner, Mr. Davey DMX himself, David Fleming, on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Fuck yeah, man. So... David, you got the tunes for the uh, for the bonus part of the show. Uh, we call them bonus tunes normally. I don't know why I said it in that order. Uh, <laughs> what are you What are you taking us home with? So, uh, keeping up with that robot theme, uh, this is the music from one of my favorite robot masters, Thunder Tornado, Tornado Man's theme from Mega Man Nine. Oh hell yeah, it is. Peace out, everybody. <laughs>
Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is copyright 2014-2018, Nintendo of America Incorporated. Battletoads is copyright 1991, Rare Limited. Castlevania Bloodlines is copyright 1994, Konami Company Limited. Streets of Rage 2 is copyright 1992, Sega Games Company Limited. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty is copyright 2001, Konami Computer Entertainment, Japan Incorporated. Yeah. So uh, everybody says Metal Gear Solid 2, and they're all correct. Welcome to Game That Oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, I'm not going to be picking Mega Man 11 next week, but if somebody else wants to pick it, Johnny. Yeah. Like, by all means, you know. No, there's too many games featuring Metal Sonic for Johnny to pick a Mega Man game. Mm, that's true. Yep. Yeah. That's you true. just opened yourself up wide to a big old Metal Sonic blast. <laughs> That's something he does, right? He, bl- he, he uses blasts. When... He does actually. All right. What do you? I've, I've had a I've had a niggling to like go back and rewatch Parks and Rec. Can we bring back Purdcast? Oh, dude. Because Parks and Rec is a fucking fantastic show. I'd yeah, bring back Purdcast in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any I given Sunday. That. You know, Sunday mornings. I'm down for that cast. Mm. And I mean, especially now that I have weekends off. Like. Yeah. yeah. You know, suddenly we got weekend recording time. We really could make some Patreon exclusives happen. Or, I mean, Purdcast yeah. wouldn't even have to be Patreon exclusive. It's just back after a two and a half year hiatus. <laughs> Alright, guys, I'm heading to bed. Johnny, tell us your favorite Hi. racial joke. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's been a long time since I told a racist joke. <laughs> Why don't black people go on cruises? <sighs> then I'll fall for that again. Hey. <laughs> That's my too. hey, hey, what would you call the Flintstones if they were black? Don't do it, John. I've been recording this whole time. <laughs> There's our after credits bit. That's the, There's our after credits bit. That's the new calculated computer. <laughs> no. That's the new calculated computer system. What would you call the Flintstones if they were black? Don't do it, I'm recording. <laughs> Boops. <laughs> <laughs>